In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. If, if they picked up the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host. Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what? Yeah, we get the book out. That's exciting. It is very exciting. That's it? <clears throat> very nerve-wracking. A little irritating sometimes. But irritating? I don't know. I guess it's just me. Um, I, I'm thinking of But anyway, <laughs> well, can't make good. anybody happy. Everybody happy, rather. Not anyone. Whatever. If you like the book, you like the book. If you don't like the book, you don't like the book. That's right. I don't worry about it. We wrote the book for those who like it. Yeah, but the funny part is, is it's not the book that some of them were harassing. That's the no, thing. really. You know, yeah. Um, for the most part, I've been hearing really good feedback that a lot of people, you know, like the book, and and that's that's a positive thing. Yeah, I got some kind of little fight going on on Amazon over us. Really, I know. Yeah. It's tough to be loved, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the the book has been out for, let's see, what is this? Today's the, what, 15th? Yeah, so two weeks now. Two weeks now, which is pretty cool. We did our, our launch at the Concord Colonial on... September 11th. September 11th. September 11th, yeah. And that was pretty cool. It was. We had, what, 35, 40 people. As many as the room uh, could hold. As many as they could hold. And, I actually, I actually you know, lied to some people and sent them away just so. Oh, you did not. I did. I had no room for them. I had like, you know, okay. No, this is something else. This is a Bob Oh, you did not. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, uh, a uh, bachelor party. You really don't want to be here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have to tell you a story. And I don't know if I told you this before, but... Um, when I went down to the Concord Colonial Inn to, to set this, uh, the book signing up, the book launch actually there at the Concord Colonial, I was in the dining room with, uh, well, it's not even the dining room, it's the sitting room, I take that back. And I was talking to uh, Steve, who uh, is the event manager down there, and I started talking about the ghosts and stuff. And all of a sudden, the lights flickered. Oh, they did? Yeah, so he looked over quickly with the switch on the other side. There was nobody there. So we get yak, 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 yak. Then I bring up the ghost again and everything else. The 
lights. The lights again. flicker. Yeah. Once again, you know, it's so <laughs> nothing there. So what was his response? Huh? He just Did came, you freak him out? So he started laughing a little bit about because there was another woman here too, and she was like, uh, "I hope this isn't your ghost." And then I said, <laughs> "Well, you know, if it's a ghost, then if he really wanted to, uh, you know, let us know, he'd shut the lights out, and the lights went out." They did. They went out totally. <laughs> out. Cool. Out. Boom. Dead. Gone. See, that was the thing. They were talking to you. And uh-huh. they just, they listened. They took signs, your signs, signs, everywhere, signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Isn't that, I thought it was pretty neat. That is very neat. And I, you know what? I'm surprised I didn't tell you that. I, you I, forgot. I think I, you were saving it for tonight. That's what it was. I don't know what it was, but it was interesting. Either that or it's, uh, you could just forget and forgetful. At my age, is very easily. You know, I am older than Durrett, so... Yeah, well, we can't, what are you going to do? Huh. So, anyway, uh, we have a decent show tonight. Are That's like... it? We have a decent... I think we have a great show coming up tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your positive spirit? Yeah, you know, it's a long day. But you know, it, it's kind of cool, actually. It is. We, have a do, we do have a good show tonight. I, I lied, of course. Uh, by the way, if anybody uh, wants to, we still have a few tickets left for the uh, ghost hunt on Saturday at the Portsmouth Lighthouse. Now, what is the maximum of people that can go to that? Is there a limit? Yeah. How many? As many as I deem possible. You, that, that's not an answer. It was to me. All right. If anybody wants to call in, the number's up in the chat room, right? 877-864-4869? Or 877-864-4869. I I said that. Or join us live <laughs> in the Toginet chat room or the Pararex chat room and so forth and so forth. Oh, yes. And we have a uh, caller, the first caller tonight. We do? Well, she's going to be coming in shortly. <laughs> <laughs> is, you lie! Is Betty Comerford? Hey, wait, wait. Speaking about, oh, never mind her. She's not in. Why should we talk about her? Uh, right, because she's from Spirit Light Network. She's a good friend I of mine. She's going to be calling in. Anyways, out, out. Yeah, out is right. Actually, Don't say that. Anyways, I, I was talking about important things. And Betty is important. I'm sure. To what Mr., else? To Mr., Mr. Betty. No, to everybody else who's, you know. I know. I'm just. On the uh, Anyways, now you made me forget. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of talk about this uh, murder disappearance in uh, Connecticut. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that on Facebook. But there was one girl. Oh, I did not see it on Facebook. There was one girl that actually had a lot of, she's been having dreams about it. Really? Yeah. And uh, I don't know who she's psychic with, but she thinks they got the wrong guy. I can tell you that they don't. What's that? I can tell you that they do not have the wrong guy. Well, according to... um, the latest report is that they released them. Well, they're still trying to work on things, so I am not going to say anything over the years. All right. So, anyway. So. But do you think this is this is an important, I mean, could a psychic help in this type of case? Um, why not? Or I'm a sure, medium? I'm sure you know, can. A medium or a psychic? I'm sure you can. What, but would it be, what would it be, a medium or a psychic? That depends. You know, what? what is actually going on? Are you speaking or communicating with the spirit, or are you just getting impressions on what's going on? So that's so a, a psychic is more of, of what was? Not necessarily. You might be getting precognitive uh, information. You may be getting something that's going on as far as what happened. Um, you may be getting, you know, impressions, mm-hmm. uh, feelings, you know, gut instincts. But anyway, so. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't, I, I just will kind of leave it at that. 
All right. Anyways, our guest is on the air now, so why don't we bring in? She is the queen of the Spirit Light Network. She is Betty Comerford. Hi, everybody. Hi, hey. Ron. Hi, Maureen. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Now, now, Betty, I don't know if you knew this enough, but uh, about uh, about three or four weeks ago, we just put a uh, iTunes episode of Ghost Chronicles up on and called the Pet Whisperer, and you are the star of it. I didn't know that. Mm. I'll have to check it out. You're a star, and you don't even know. I didn't even know. I was wondering why I was getting stares. Yeah, I thought it was the clothes <laughs> I was wearing. She was getting what? Stared at. Stared. <laughs> Never mind, Ron. Just Never mind, Ron. Um, before we get going and ask you questions, is there um, a website that you want to give out? And yes, if listeners? people want to check out our paranormal investigative team, our website is www.spiritslightnetwork.net. All right, very cool. And before we begin, we have... Usually you give that out after a while because people don't really care right now. We're going to bring it out again. Because they don't don't know Betty from a hole in the wall. We're going to bring it out again. Don't waste a half hour with your picture. Once you get interesting, you know, and she gets all the nice, interesting talk. stop talking. Maybe People will be all titillated. I'm famous. I'm in your book. I'm in your book. I'm Black Betty. Come on. Yeah, that's Black Betty. I'm Black Betty. You've made me famous, Ron. Still can't spell your name right, but that's all right. <laughs> and, anyways, right. that that is yeah. right. Betty is in our book. She is in the uh, one of the perhaps one of the most interesting episodes, the Stone House. Right, exactly. Which is kind of a scary episode, even for a stolic guy like me. That's right. Congratulations on the book. My friend has read it, and she absolutely loved it. I'm going to be starting it this weekend. Is is that that chick you were with at the? Uh, Amy? Amy? Amy. That's Amy Wilkins, yes. She's our South American shamanic expert. South American shamanic expert as opposed to a North American shamanic expert? Exactly. She studies Peruvian shamanism. So what's the deal there? Well, she's been to Peru several times. She's gone to Machu Picchu. She has studied with the shamans there. Very, very bright woman. So oh, what I powerful. what I want to know is, I mean, how is that different than a North American shamanistic uh, expert? Um, basically, the foundations are the same, but some of the um, ceremonies might be a little different. Oh, okay. So it's like a Chevy and a Pontiac. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> They're both yeah. General Motors, or as we like to call it now, government motors. Right. They both move, but they might have different parts to them. Uh-huh. All right, young lady. Uh, so, Betty, tell us a little bit about what you do in your group and what's been going on lately. Well, actually, Betty does a lot of things. She's I know. multi-talented. She is. That's and why I'm by the way, she is what? also an awesome writer, is what I hear from the grapevine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That, that means a lot coming from you two, who are very good writers as well. Oh, well, thank you. It is true. I wonder who the grapevine is. Anyway. It, 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 it is true. We, yeah, we are great writers. I am the <laughs> Okay, Betty, you have the floor. Tell us a little about what you do and what's thank going you. on. Well, um, there are five members of the Spiritlight Network. We've all studied shamanism. Some of us are certified shamans. And basically what we do is we will investigate um, a place. But we're known more for clearing. And so what we will do is we will give 
to spirit a choice because many times spirits don't even know that they're stuck and they don't know that they have a choice. So okay. we show them that there is a choice and then we leave it up to them whether they want to move on or not. Okay. So you're still instilling the free will, correct? Yes, we do. We do. We just feel that we have found in our investigations that spirits don't know they have a choice. So that's what we do. We offer them a choice using energy work in order to get them to understand that there is someplace else that they can go, someplace brighter, happier, more at peace than where they are at that particular moment. Yeah, and I'd like to find that place. It's in your heart, Ron. You just have to look for it. We can uh, help you. That was good. That was good, Betty. A very good answer, by the way. <laughs> now, see, I bit my tongue because I was going to say something. <laughs> you were good. You were good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was going to say something. But, uh... but um, anyway, now let me ask you this. Have you noticed since you started the group, has there been any kind of escalation and, you know, as far as the amount of people calling you, not just because your name's getting out there, but because there's a greater need lately? Yes, there is. We attributed that to a rise in vibration of the earth. People are becoming much more sensitive. A lot of people are actually born with abilities but didn't know they had them mm-hmm. and are finding out the hard way that they indeed are natural mediums or psychics. Oh, I thought that was because Murky was in retrograde. No, no. And a lot of children, we get a lot of calls because a lot of children are experiencing the paranormal and their parents don't know what to do and the poor children are freaking out. Now, I know that um, I know that Steve Wilson, right, and he's yes. a member in the group? Yes. Um, I know that he, him and yourself, that you teach classes? Yes, we do. Um, we teach um, shamanism at a place called Aquarius Sanctuary, and their website is AquariusSanctuary.com. And he also is teaching uh, Spirituality 101, which is coming up September 28th. It's going to be a once-a-month class, and he's going to talk about all aspects of spirituality. Really? Oh, very good. Yeah. It should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it sounds different. It is, yeah. Now, when you say all aspects, I mean... Yeah, that's, I'm trying to get the, the grasp of that. What, what do you mean by spirituality 101, all the aspects of what? Um, spirituality, um, it's not only going to be the different religions, because every religion has something to offer. Um, it also has to do with, um, you know, aliens, because uh, that subject's been coming up more and more lately. Yeah, I'm um, sure it is. Talk about, you know, psychic abilities you know, what it is to be a spiritual person in this world, all different, all different kinds of things like that. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, so what is there, what are the, is there a case that you're working on right now, or is it one that you completed recently? Well, yeah, what, what I would kind of like to know, I mean, they do things a little bit different than in us, of course. Right. Um, so why don't you tell us kind of like one of your more interesting cases and how you guys handled it? We actually had a case recently, which was very interesting because this is something we hadn't run across before. A woman had called. Um, she was totally freaking out. You know, things were being moved in the house, and she felt a presence in the house, and her children did also, and she didn't know what to do, so she got a hold of us. In this particular case, only Steve and I could go out. The other members couldn't make it that day. So we went out there, and it turned out that her sister was living with her. And we picked up on a young man in the house. Um, we don't use as many scientific instruments. We use cameras and EVPs, but 
um, you know, we use more psychic ability to, to pick up on what's going on. We're sort of the Maureen of the group. The Maureen. So, the Maureen. <laughs> I, I resent that, by the way. I do resent that. Can you, Betty? As it turned out, the sister, her son had died in the house. And it was the son who had used another spirit that was there was an older man, and that was who the children were seeing, but it was the spirit of the son that was kind of using the spirit of this old man in order to get us there so that we could convey messages to his mother. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that is interesting. We, we've had, it's actually happened recently that, you know, we've gone to certain locations and as it turns out that we have relatives that have no, nothing to do with the location of mm-hmm. someone who shows up that night um, getting a message. Yeah, he was still there. He, he, he had died in the basement of that house. Mm-hmm. And he was still there, but he couldn't communicate with them. So he was using this old man who I, we had picked up. He had lived there years and years and years ago and didn't want to leave. Um, but he was using him in order to get, you know, his aunt to call us so that we can get over there. And then he could give the messages that he wanted to give. So we thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, now that he gave his messages, um, is he still there, do you think, or did he move on? He, we gave him the opportunity. Um, he didn't want to leave because he actually died of a drug overdose. And he told us that the friend of his who gave him the drugs, he's, in, um, he's still in a bad way with drugs, and he actually told us that he's waiting for this friend. Ooh. Yeah, so we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We told them to keep us informed as to what the next step is. But he's he's still there. He's, he's waiting. Well, you know, that's interesting, though. I mean, many times we'll talk, Ron and I, and we've mentioned it before, that, you know, just because everybody thinks, oh, you have to move people on, and we don't always know why, you know, there may be other reasons, underlying reasons why a spirit might choose to hang on. Um, linger, that they have some unfinished business or things that they need to take care of. So, you know, for our, our listeners, you know, just, you know, you can keep that in mind. I mean, everybody has their own perspective, but a lot of times, you know, we don't know every reason why they're here. And you might get a feeling of an impression, but it's maybe not our place where you tell them to move on, correct? Well, he he knew. He knew that he could go. Right. He, he chose to stay for this reason. Um, as I said, you're right. They do have free choice. Our philosophy is that most of them don't know they have that choice, so we show them that they have a choice, and then free will kicks in, and if they don't want to go, they don't have to. The only time that we interfere, so to speak, is if it's a spirit, one of the darker spirits, that is totally disrupting the household and making it dangerous Mm -hmm. for the people that live there. We have had a case like that in Connecticut, as a matter of fact. It was... uh, a very dark spirit that was menacing um, two babies. You know, the mother yeah. would hear things on the baby monitor, and when she'd go in, the babies were wrapped up in a blanket and unable to breathe. Okay, so yeah. We did take care of that one. Now, what? Let me. Can I ask you what you guys did? Or we spent the night there, and we moved a lot of energy out of that place. Um, we talk to the people because many times in a haunting, people are actually contributing to the haunting through fear. Because, you right. know, spirits feed on fear. Um, 
some people actually uh, invite them in. When they talk to them and they interact, you're giving them the attention that they want. Mm -hmm. So they're not about to leave. So part of what we do in every investigation is not only do we help the dead, but we also counsel the living and make them understand why this is happening and what they can do to prevent it from happening again. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we had to counsel the, um, the woman. Of course, she was terrified. The man actually was, he felt kind of special in a way because this was happening in his house. So we had to explain to him, you don't want to feel special. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't want to pets, be inviting right? this in. Right. right. They're not a little pet. They're not pets. Um, I mean, that's one of the, I think, um, the sad parts of it, that some people feel like, hey, I have a ghost, I have a spirit, you know, someone's hanging out here, and they don't want to let them go. Right. And what happens is once you've opened that door, you're inviting other things in as well. So, all right. Well, very good. Now, what would you say to our listeners if they feel that they have something going on in their house? Um, please give us a call. Um, you know, look on our website, get a hold of us so we can come and investigate. We do not charge for any investigation. We work solely by donation, but if you cannot donate, that's okay. The important thing is that you feel safe in your home and you understand what's right. going on. If anybody has a question, they can uh, join us in the either Pararex chat room or the uh, Tojinet chat room and uh, leave a question for Maureen, myself, or Betty. Uh, Betty, you're also an animal communicator as well, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm actually seeing a message here, a question rather. Um, okay. Has she ever had a case that she couldn't help with? Who? I'm Betty, I assume. Oh, I, I said all three of us. <laughs> Um, we've had cases where we have had to go out several times, um, and what ended up happening is there's a phenomenon that we call haunted people, and what that is is someone who is a natural medium or is a natural psychic, and they are the ones that are bringing folks home with them. So what huh. we do is we, you know, we educate people and try to get them to feel comfortable with their gifts because, as you know, Maureen can't turn them off forever. Right, exactly. Is she, uh, well, you know, you consider that like an attachment? Uh, yes. And you can pick up an attachment anywhere, you know. I mean, think about it. If you're sitting at home and all of a sudden, for no reason at all, you're, you suddenly feel sad or you suddenly feel angry, nine times out of ten, you've got what we call a taxi cab, you know, somebody that's taxi cabbed on you and is hanging around you. It couldn't just be a uh, behavior disorder, uh, like depression. A, what? a disorder, like mental disorder or behavior di disorder. Like depression or uh, bipolar or... No, I'm just saying if, you know, if, if you're, you know, Ron, if you're sitting at home watching TV and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, you suddenly feel some strong emotion that you didn't have a second ago, it could be that you've picked up something that's followed you home. There's... um. There's a belief that, you know, like energy attracts like energy. And what that means is let's say that you're an alcoholic in, in life um, and you've been an alcoholic and you died an alcoholic. That's the energy that you're accustomed to. Now, if you're wandering the earth, you will attach yourself to someone who's an alcoholic in the living because that's the energy that you're used to. And mm. sometimes that energy will keep a living alcoholic stuck in his addiction. 
because that spirit is feeding off that energy. All right. But why couldn't, you, why couldn't you just be picking up uh, almost an empathic reaction to a, a spirit in a house, or, or not even a spirit, but just a, uh, uh energy in a house? Uh, you know, you can walk into a place at times and feel sadness, even though it's, it may not be haunted or anything for, by, by a living spirit. Uh, why that, couldn't that it be an empathic reaction? It could be empathic, but as I'm saying, if you're if you're sitting in your living room and you're fine, and all of a sudden you're picking up something that wasn't there a second ago, could be a spirit that's walked through. It could be a spirit, but I mean, there are there are other sources. I mean, even even items uh, can carry energy. So that I mean, yes. if you had something, uh, you certainly could be empathic towards uh, an item or, or pick up a vibrations from an item that that causes Very a reaction uh, emotionally. Very true. That's why when you go to an antique store, be prepared. Lots of times, isn't that weird, huh? Items will the the owners will stay with their with their items. Well, think about John Zaffis. I mean, his collection of different artifacts. Yeah, well, whatever. Well, you know what? There's a lot to be said for it. You know how, how, mu- you know? how much of that collection that he has is real, and how much is is just perceived? Well, I don't know. When you talk to that's him, that's the thing. Well, wait a minute. How do we know? He gets phone calls from people that have had all these strange things going on right. and ask him for assistance, and he's talked about a few of them. Now, can you ever guarantee anything? Can people mm-hmm. guarantee what we've experienced? No, but you have to be open to different, you know, ideas, and, yeah, you can sit there and make judgments other than just listening and see what he has to say. So I'm just opening it up for conversation. There's so much out there, believe me. I mean, you guys have experienced enough of it to know all kinds of nut crazy things out there. Absolutely, and and one of the, and like I said in the book, uh, one of the most interesting cases in here is the Stone House, which you were uh, a part of, and uh, that was a government building that oh, yeah. uh, we investigated, and you came along, and uh, you uh, well, you actually uh, witnessed Maureen's uh, mm-hmm. predicament, I guess you would call it, or whatever it was. I think the most interesting aspect of that investigation is when the temperature went down to 666. Yeah, that was... That kind of creeped me out, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that... Well, you know, that's interesting, too, because I think that was one of the first times you came with us, right? Yes, it was. Um, And I think we'd had that happen a couple times. So, yeah, I at least... I was kind of used to it, but, yeah, it is a little unnerving to see that. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's the perception of people that get all upset and, oh, it's got to be evil and demonic. And not always is it that, you know, evil and demonic, but they're just messing with you. Right. Yeah, I think the term intimidation. Intimidation. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know because he was pretty nasty anyway. That that particular one. (laughs) Yes. In fact, uh, when we went down to Georgia to sign with our uh, uh, book agent, uh, we had a call, Maureen had a call at the airport uh, where they were actually leaving that building for the last time and, and wanted to know what could be done. And Maureen was given uh, spiritual advice over the phone, which I thought was interesting. Good. Yeah, not something you ever, you know, as you know, Betty, it's better to be in person, mm-hmm. I think, to help go through it and walk them through, especially if someone's really nervous about doing something. But they would, they, that was the last time that they were going to be there, and they didn't want to take it with them to their new location. So... You know, they tried whatever they could, and I guess we did what we what we could on our end. Good. 
So I actually, before we... So, Betty, we want to thank No, so not yet, not yet. It is next. Betty, quickly, <laughs> tell us, you have something coming up on Halloween. We have a Halloween ghost hunt going on at the Groton Trading Company, 134 Main quick. Street in Groton on Halloween. So All right. Is that on your website? Uh, it's going to be on our website. All right. We'll be right back after the fall. Thanks, <laughs> Betty. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano and you're listening to The Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. The ghosts are out again at Croxon Park in Liverpool, England. In a report from the Liverpool Echo, a security camera at the Edwin Country House has caught a spirit for the second time this year. This ghost, which appears much like a person whose head is bald and reflecting the light, moves across the screen for more than 30 seconds. It closely resembles an orb with a cloak attached to it and appears transparent. According to the article, quote, One theory among mediums is that the figure may be the ghost of former resident Hugh William Osbert Monix the seventh and last Earl of Sefton, who died in 1972. You may remember we covered a sighting in the same location last March. Stop by the Ghost Village news site to get a link to both sets of footage, and you can see for yourself. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen may have left their X-Men personas behind, but they are still performing together, this time in the stage classic Waiting for Godot at the Theatre Royal Haymarket in London. Stewart got more than he bargained for when he signed on. He may be a veteran of the English stage, but the actor has seen his first ghost in a theater. According to the Telegraph, the actor is said to have witnessed a man in a beige coat and twilled trousers just off the stage as he was coming off. The ghost is thought to be John Baldwin Buckstone, who was the actor-slash-manager of the Theatre Royale Haymarket in the mid-19th century and a good friend of Charles Dickens. While he did not skip a beat during the production, Stewart later said he was, quote, impressed by the off-scene spirit. Nigel Everett, one of the directors of the theater, said Buckstone, or whoever may be watching the plays from the afterlife, usually views comedies when they are performed. Lastly tonight, it may not have been a real ghost, but one spirit in India caused more suffering than any we've ever reported. In Bayrambore, five young men scaled the wall of the Ithar Senthal High School Hostel, which separates the male and female quarters. The area was in the middle of a power outage, and the boys went door to door scaring everyone they saw. Thinking they had seen a real ghost, and one that had been reported in the dorms before, the girls suffered a disproportionate response. Quoting a source from the Times of India, one girl, Pratima Basque, whose age was not revealed, fell unconscious and was rushed to a local hospital. She was declared dead on arrival. Five other girls were hospitalized. Authorities are still trying to sort out the details before any other action can be taken. That's the news for this week. Make sure to sign on to Ghost Village's news site to check out these and other stories at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, 
Because it's not just like you're just going to one building and you're sensing. It's just, it seems to be one of the places we've gone that has a lot of different, like, layers to it and levels. And, you know, it's, it's just a very interesting place to investigate. Right. And I plan on uh, Connor and Leslie there when I have a chance. Connor and Leslie. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, run, Leslie, run. Hopefully we, we will have good weather. But to ensure that we have good weather... We're going to bring our next guest on, who will make sure that we have good weather by cast. Uh-oh, and we lost her. No. We did. How do we lose her? I don't know. Call back. This is not, oh, I wonder if that beeping had anything to do with it. Anyways, uh, will we wait for our guest to call back with the good weather? <laughs> She's doing her spell right now as we speak, evidently. Evidently, somebody else cast a spell there. And, uh, well, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Mercury was in retro, which causes a lot of communication problems. And I guess this is probably one of the communication problems that we had. So uh, we lost our poor Paula, which is not too good. Uh, I hope she calls back. Yeah, we will. Anyways, um, we have a, another... Um, uh, book signing coming up, and that will be on Wednesday, and that will be at the Circles of Wisdom. Yes, we do. Next and Wednesday night. Is it at 7? It is, and tomorrow night we are doing a presentation in front of the Professional Contractors Association of New Hampshire. Of New Hampshire, yes. That's going to be interesting. I have no clue what's that going to be about. You know, at first I thought it was just contractors or in the building trade, and yeah. it's not. Um, I guess they started the group, and there's all kinds of uh, people there, different businesses. I think Best Buy is trying to be part of it, and there's just a lot of different businesses that have, have been there, lawyers, and, you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, once again, let's see if we can uh, get some good weather. But, you know, as I mentioned Action. earlier, uh, uh, Mercury is in uh, retro, so that's why we lost that caller. But, anyways... Caller, uh, can you give us some good weather for uh, um, Saturday? Hi. Are you there? Of course we are. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I Hi. Connected. Hi, Mo. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And how are you? Yes, Ducky. You know who this is? <laughs> it's Carol. Yes, it is. How could I not know? <laughs> I know how your many, voice. How could I not know? How many people call you Mo? A lot of people, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. But oh. you, were, you were one of the first. Yes. <laughs> well, is this love fest over? It is. No, it's not now? really. Oh, God. And for those who are listening, again, Carol was my mentor when, you know, many moons ago. Many, um, many. Yeah. Many <laughs> moons. 
We won't Mentor. say how old we are. We won't. But I'm older than <laughs> she is. meaning what? Mentoring <laughs> she mentored me what? In, in the ways of the metaphysical and doing, um, you know, work with the spiritual side and protection and doing work with visions. It's a lot of, just a lot of things. Spells. So speaking what? of spells. Like weather spells? <laughs> okay. Like, like weather spells? Like weather, so oh, I'm very good at weather. As long as I'm there, see, where were you in July? It doesn't rain on, you know, it doesn't rain on me unless I want it to rain on my rose bush or something like that, you know. Uh. Right, Maureen, I just came back from South Carolina. I went and saw Michael. Oh, very nice. No, and it was beautiful. Actually, fantastic weather. And Uh. then I took took Allie to the doctor today, and when I went into Leahy Clinic, they said. Oh, is it raining outside? And I said, no. Is it supposed to? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, the, the clouds are terrible out there now, right? And I said, oh, it's not going to rain till later. <laughs> when yeah, I get see? home, then it'll rain. Really? Now, see, we need your talents for this weekend. Okay, so it's this Saturday? This Saturday. We need good weather. I've got it covered. Don't worry. Oh, please. Right. So what time are you going to be at the Portland Lighthouse on Saturday? Uh, what time are we going to be there? I think it's from 8 to midnight. 8 to midnight. 8 to midnight. The witching hour. Oh, did I say witch? Oh. Yes. <laughs> say, say that nicely. Yeah, always. <laughs> always say witch nicely. Always. <laughs> right. Good. Um, well, Maureen, I got another question for you. Okay? Sure. My favorite God. Here. Wait a oh, minute. Just be quiet. She's asking me a question. All yes, right. Carol. Yes, my favorite godchild called me. Well, I've seen him. In fact, I talked to him tonight. He was supposed to stop by for dinner. But um, he's going to do it tomorrow instead. But um, I saw him a couple weeks. He said, you have put out a new book. Yes. Right? And I'm in it. You are. I was going to ask you if you found that out yet. Yes, I did. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. Only in the the dedication. In the dedication, yes. Don't get all excited. Hey, it is exciting. Don't get your panties in a bunch. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's in the dedication. I ha- I could not write the book without having you in the dedication, Carol. Really? Actually, you were, you know, I'm not going to say this on the air because someone else may hear it, but actually you were the, <laughs> the first one she put in there. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I understand, I believe it is, is it next week. I, I got a, a message on my emails from um, Circle of Wisdom, and you're going to be there next Wednesday? Yes, next Wednesday night. And yep. I. I I do expect that if I show up there, I'm going to get my autographed copy of this book. <laughs> not, not by me. <laughs> not by me. Yes, you will certainly do that. Not so it's by going you. to be your autograph on my on the book. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, I will definitely be there on Wednesday then. All right, it'd be great to see you. Okay. But I actually have a, a question. I need your expertise. Uh, I can try. <laughs> no, no, there's no try. Either do or do not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, so pushy. Anyways, um, we are working on a case right now. Okay. okay? Yeah. And, and as it turns out, the, these people are direct uh, descendants of the Bell Witch. You ever hear about the Bell Witch? Uh-huh. Okay, so you're, you are familiar with it then, right? Uh, well, very little. Very, very little of it. I mean, I never really got into it. It, it was a haunting that lasted uh, for three years, and... Uh, the 1800s in Tennessee, and uh, Andrew Jackson, the president, was involved. There was a lot of stuff going on, and it's one of the few documented cases where a, a spirit or entity actually killed a 
or uh, killed a human. Oh. And also, uh, yeah, so anyways, we're working on this case, and they are direct descendants of the Bell family, and the youngest one uh, is now, um, as we found out, been playing with a Ouija board. Now, we all know that Ouija board, like anything else, dowsing or uh, table tilting or anything else, is an instrument and sometimes is is really harmless as long as it's done right. Uh, do you agree with that? I do in a way. All right. Well, well, there's, I mean, a, there's well, a lot of things about Ouija boards. Okay. Well, that's what I want to know about this Ouija board because... Okay, and, and Ouija, I, go ahead. Okay, Ouija boards are... A Ouija board is a game that Parker House could put out or whatever. Absolutely. I have it. It goes right. in the okay. um, It's something that you can put on your kitchen table and a bunch of people can get together and they think they're playing this little Ouija board thing and they will say, okay, who killed John F. Kennedy? And if somebody in the particular group that thinks in their mind that it was the Ku Klux Klan, all of a sudden their Ouija board is going to go KKK. Because the person who is thinking it, right, is right. making it say that. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, other Ouija boards, right, will, and depending on who you are that's actually running the Ouija board, right, will actually say things to you. And they will bring out a lot of they will be, a Ouija board can bring out some bad things and some very bad spirits if you're in a certain area that's bringing out these bad spirits. So you should never use a Ouija board if you're by yourself for one thing. Never right. ever. If you're one person alone, never use it. You know, be at least three people in a group if you're going to use the Ouija board. Not even two because two people can have two different reactions to it. But a third person will be the person who can counteract one of the other reactions. Mm. Right? Um, A Ouija board can be a very, very scary experience. It can be a a game-type thing for some people, but it it should never actually be played as a game by people. Really? No, really, because, I mean, it's, it's something that you never know whether or not. I mean, when you're there, and even if you're just normal, everyday people, and they'll say there's four or five or six of you in a group, and you said, oh, look at what I got. I got a Ouija board. Let's play some, you know, let's play with the Ouija board and ask it some questions, okay? So they say, well, you know, ah, I see a woman in Ron's life. Yeah, one of many. Right? And, oh, she's blonde and she's beautiful. Now he's Marino. I'll be quiet. But, I mean, or they could all of a sudden say, I see this very dark spirit in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. You know? and, they, and if you say, oh, tell me more about that dark spirit, that dark spirit could actually come into you because you have not protected yourself. You're not in a protective circle of any And, and you're also inviting, right, by saying, tell me more? Yes, you are. You're yeah. inviting people to come to you. If, you know, I mean, and it's very easy to invite anybody to come to you. 
Right. So pretty much, too, it's, I mean, many times we talk about the Ouija board and we say, you know, it's a tool. It can be used as a tool and it opens right. up the doors. And if you're not quite sure what door you're opening, you should very, be very careful. I mean, I personally don't fear them. I, yeah. mean, I don't. If it's, as long as they're done properly, I, 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 don't, I, I don't see any difference between that and, and dowsing or, yeah, but we're not or saying glass swirling. Or, that. I mean, yeah. what she's saying is to be, you know, well, careful I don't fear who's about doing bringing, it. Yeah, well, you who's can, doing it? If you're using it as a game. Then that, then you're, you potentially could allow is, something if, in. If it's done properly, I don't, I don't see it as any lesser of a tool than any other tools that we use in, in our investigating. Mm-hmm. But who decides how it's done properly? Well, we, hopefully you know right. how to do it if you're doing it, correct? Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to use a Ouija board, right, mm-hmm. then you really have to know how to do it properly, and you really know how to, you know, Close set yourself up in a circle to protect yourself from any bad energies that are coming into it. Because once you use the Ouija board, you're inviting energies to come into you. You're inviting people to answer your questions. Right. Right? So, wait a minute, but Carol, how is that any different than uh, table knocking? Well, you're, you're inviting the spirit here, can you knock on the table or whatever? How is that different? Oh, I think, actually, I think a Ouija Ouija board, when you're doing a table knocking, Mm -hmm. you're usually asking a specific spirit to come into you. Okay. When you're using a Ouija uh, Ouija board, you're asking anybody to answer your question. Okay, okay. All right. And you don't want just anybody to answer the question. You want somebody that's good and knowledgeable to answer your question. Right. You don't want a bad spirit to answer your question. No, and, and getting back to this Bell Witch thing is uh, I was talking to the, the mother of the child, and she told me that when she was young, uh, she played with the Ouija board, and they had uh, very similar things happen to them uh, where an evil spirit came in, and they actually broke, cut up the Ouija board and buried it, and uh, they moved, and when they moved to their new house, they found the Ouija board under their bed with the marks where it was broken, but it was all back together again. Is that possible? Well, that could make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know. I'm, I'm you you want me to be honest with you, right? You yeah. do want me to be honest with you, Ron. You know, <laughs> remember, I am a witch. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love witches. Okay, good. I'm going to actually look into, I'm going to, you know, check out, you know, my computer. And I'm going to check into the Bell Witch because I really don't know a lot about the Bell Witch. I mean, uh-huh. the, uh, hearing something like the Bell Witch or, you know, a, a, a different... It, it wasn't a witch, let me tell you right off the bat. It, it wasn't a witch. You just called yeah. the witch. It was just oh. called the bell witch at the okay. time. Okay. So if I go on Google and I put in the bell witch, something's going to come up. Oh, you're going to find more stuff than you'll ever, ever want to know about. <laughs> All right, because, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard that expression, the bell witch, but mm-hmm. it's not like something like I know that would, you know, be a specific name that I know or something that I know about. I mean, this is... This is uh, a story that's being told. Wasn't there a movie, The Haunting or something, that was supposed to be based on the Bell Witch? No. The, no. No. I thought so. Well, no. you know that. The other, Haunting that, is based on Connecticut. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Not a haunting in Connecticut. It's no, a, different a haunting. One. The one that was is based on, on that. So it's, I thought his name was Barbara American Bell. Haunting American Haunting was based on something else. Oh, I thought it was yeah. the name was Bell. Hmm. Well, whatever. So, but that's Hollywood. I mean, that's like... Well, no, I'm not saying it's actual. I'm saying it was they were trying to make some kind of movie about it or at least reference it. Well, God, they make everything. Well, they make a Bloody Mary. They blink it on the boogeyman, the Friday the 13th. Chuck you know, look at all that, that witch thing that they did down in Maryland there. What happened? That 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 witch, the the one in the woods there down in Maryland. Oh, Bell Witch. Bell Witch. Uh, I mean, not Bell Witch. Uh... uh, uh uh, come on, help me what out. What are you here. looking at me for? I don't know. The, the witch. Again, the witch project. The witch project. What is it? Oh, yeah. yeah Blair. 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 Project. The Blair. Blair. You gotta be. The Blair. Blair. Witch project. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I mean, I didn't know anything about the Blair Witch Project. I mean, you saw this thing advertised on television. I mean, yeah. we took two of our granddaughters. My husband and I took two of our granddaughters and we were heading down to Virginia and we did this other thing and my husband insisted, oh, we have to go here. We have to see this Blair Witch thing. He says, you know, you're into this. You really got oh, to <laughs> I, you know, I mean, this was a made-up story. There was right. no Blair Witch. Right. There is a town that you can go to. There's a cemetery that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's an area that they tell you to go to where this forest is and stuff like that. We went there. We talked oh. to a forest ranger. I said, my husband wants <laughs> to see the area of the Blair Witch. Of course, I didn't tell him who I was, but I said, yeah. I said my husband is all into this Blair Witch thing, right? And he says, you know, it's really a false story. It's all just a thing that was made up by a bunch right. of college kids. So, I mean, you really don't know a lot of the history of different things. And, I mean, now you're talking, you're going back to Andrew Jackson. Right. That, that is, that's actually taught in uh, the uh, Tennessee school system as a, an actual event that happened. Hmm. It happened for three years. Andrew uh, Bell, John Bell was uh, the son uh, of uh, John Bell. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, and uh, he fought with uh, Andrew Jackson during the uh, the Battle of New Orleans. In fact, uh, Andrew Jackson came to visit uh, his thing, and they were prevented from coming in until. Uh, uh, it's a long story, but basically, I mean, there, there were there were a lot of people that came in there. There were uh, witch witch killers that they were called that they were there to try to kill the witch and get rid of them, and they were run off the property by the Bell Witch. They were. Yeah. Let me once again say this: There's not a witch. There's no indication this was a witch at all. This was some type of an entity. Yeah. Uh, it, it is well documented. Like I said, it went on for three years. Uh, it, it supposedly was supposed to return, and I don't believe it has. Mm-hmm. Unless Obama is it, I don't know. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> say, say that. that. I didn't say that. <laughs> now, when you go to the Portsmouth Light, what are you going to be looking into? Uh, we're going to be looking at the different spirits that are there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we've done investigated that before, so we know a little bit about it. But we're, we're taking the public in with us, and it'll be similar to what happened at uh, Washington Street. So oh, okay. That type of thing is going on. But let me ask you, you're from Lowell, right? Uh, actually, I'm originally from upstate New York, but I was in Andover for years and years and years. I only moved to Lowell about, okay, let me see, Rachel is uh, going to be 16. Uh, 16 years ago, I bought the house in Lowell. Because we actually have uh, a case that, that's been driving me nuts, and that is Dudley Road. Oh, my God. Dudley is... Road and Berica. We We did a podcast on it. Now, this thing here... I, I didn't hear what you just said. Dudley Road. Dudley Road in, in oh. Bell Ricca. Okay, Dudley Road. 
Dudley right. Road. I mean, it's all based on urban legend. Okay. And Maureen and I did this podcast. I took her there. And, I mean, I knew all the, the legends. I had investigated before and everything else. And we went there. And, um, there was, by the way, there was absolutely no proof that any of this happened anywhere in the entire history of uh, that area. But when we were there doing our little investigation, Maureen picked up on all the urban myths, all the urban legends. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, maybe she was reading my mind, or what we kind of thought was that um, the spirits that were there were actually using the urban legends to uh, manifest, in other words, uh, using... Uh, Just to making, you know, kind of poking fun. Almost. Right, yeah, oh, yeah, to... Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I forgot you lived so close we could have taken her along. That would have been interesting. Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been cool. That, in fact, there was one piece of it that was interesting because it was almost as if they were trying to show um, that there was some kind of... Witches. Witches or yeah. some kind of, you know, herbal mixture, like, you know, when you're grinding with the pestle uh-huh. and the stone and they were doing some kind of spell and, you know, creating something and... You know, and it was kind. Of, it was interesting, and then we were getting names like the Belladonna, and um, there was another name that I'm not quite sure, but it it didn't. I couldn't make sense of it, and Belladonna I even forget it herb. right now. Yeah, it was a it was a type of herb that they used. Oh, okay. Which you know, who knows if it was true, or if it's something they're just trying to play play fun with us, or poke yeah. fun. Who knows? You know what? I, I'm seeing a road trip here. If we can get Carol to come with us, right? Uh huh. And, oh, I can go down memory lane. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love road Carol trip. and I used to do road trips a lot. Whatever. Mm. Uh, we could get Carol. I know that Bob from the chat room wants to go as well. Mm-hmm. And also there was the uh, um, uh, Anne Carrigan from uh, Bridgewater's Most Haunted. Yep. She's a, a cemetery expert. And maybe we could go for a day and, and try to look at Dudley Road yep. and Witch Bonnie in Lowell. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Okay. Can we do a Sunday? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Sundays is my, actually really my only day off because I work Monday through Friday as a receptionist, and I work Saturday as a short order cook that I've done for 29 years. <laughs> to a and and that's, that's when you're not putting spells on everybody else. <laughs> and can I tell you where I work? So can I, can I boost that restaurant? <laughs> absolutely. It's a lantern brunch, and it's in Andover, and they do a fan, it's a breakfast and lunch, and they do fantastic omelets. Where's the and call? I only work there on Saturday, so if they come in and they just ask for Carol. What, what is it called, Carol? The Lantern Brunch. The Lantern Brunch. And where is it? Downtown Andover. It's, it's actually right in the little mall across the in Circles of Wisdom. It right. is. It's in the little mall across the Circles of Wisdom, and it's yeah. right next to the bookstore. Yep. The Andover bookstore that's been there for as many or more years than the restaurant has been. Hmm. Uh, that sounds really good. I mean, we should definitely, I could see a road trip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're going to set this up. This would be really neat. We could take, uh, we could get Carol and Bob and uh, um, Ann and, uh, you know, put a little group together, a little posse, paranormal posse. Go out oh, here my and, God. <laughs> and check out uh, Deadly Road. That and, sounds like fun. And the Witch yeah. Party. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be a great idea. We'd have some different uh, points of view. I mean, we got the the wicked old witch from the north here, and uh, what? <laughs> talking about you, not Carol. I know you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill him, Carol. Yeah. 
I got my ruby slippers. I'm not afraid. Your ruby slippers. You're gonna need them. <laughs> take me home. Take me home. Take exactly. Me home. <laughs> so, so Carol, I mean, so that that's pretty interesting about the the Ouija board. Maybe I, I should take a little more uh, stock in the the legends behind it. Um, and I think I, I think that's a message here to uh, everyone in our, our chat rooms as well, and also who are listening. And that, uh, that would be the same way with any other games that that they would come out with, other than just a Ouija board. Uh, some games that they come out with that they say, oh, you know, um, anything that can bring any kind of bad spirits into them. Not just a, a Ouija board, but any other kind of games that could bring some kind of bad spirits into them. You really have to be careful of anything at all like that. Because something can be attached to you. Uh-huh. Mm. Carol, I hate to tell you this, but we've run out of time. That's fine, Danny. I'm going to bed now. Oh, well, Carol. I, I didn't get home until 1230 last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, when you're doing day. this switchy stuff out in the, you know, the cauldron and, you know, half naked <laughs> in the woods. I mean, what the heck? I you're lucky naked. you don't catch a cold. Naked is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all depends on who you're naked with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, Carol. Thank you Thanks, so much. Thanks, Carol. And okay, we'll bye-bye. See you, we'll see you next week. Okay, blessed be. Thanks. Yeah, blessed be. Uh, peace and light. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was pretty cool. You didn't know she was I on, did, did not, you? but I knew exactly <laughs> as soon as she called, I knew, I knew who it was. Did you really? Oh, I you did. You must be psychic. No, I, just, I know her voice. Do you really? Yeah, you, you know. She's a uh, staple in my life. Yes, I do know Carol very well. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's interesting. I, I think this is a, a, a part of your past that you don't talk about very much, and uh, probably we should have talked a little bit more on the air uh, to find out who Maureen Wood really is. Really? You're just trying to scare everybody now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Anyway. Anyways, we're running about out of we're time. Out of time. Uh, if anybody wants to get any tickets uh, to the Ghost Hunt on Saturday, I I don't think there's many left. I really don't. I know that uh, we got to. Well, anyways, you can go to our website, which is anyghostproject.com. That's newenglandghostproject.com. Uh, also, we're doing the book signing, as Carol said, next Wednesday at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover, mm-hmm. which will be a hoot. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of blast. Yeah, it'll be really and we fun. want to thank uh, Betty Comerford for being on because she was awesome as usual. Yep. Thank you so much, Betty. And you know, was, anything you want to add there before we? Uh, um, no, I'm nothing. I just hope to see some of our friends uh, at the the signings. It'd be great to see you. Yep. And I, we will. We'll have to say that we do have some new format changes coming to. Uh, Ghost Chronicles, not only Ghost Chronicles Live, but also Ghost Chronicles International, uh, with some new segments and some mm-hmm. interesting little bits, I think. So for all you naked witches out there, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, and for those of you, by the way, quickly, who did what? come to our signing on Conquer Colonial, we want to thank you so much. Oh, we want to thank Leslie, Leslie and Sasha Man. And Sasha Man, yep. Thank and you Betty, so much for your support. And Betty, Betty and, and Larry. And I do found Prince Connecticut. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great turnout. We really appreciate appreciate the support, and thanks again. Yeah, even so, if um, we did go over. So good night, right now, God bless. Good night and God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, only to be beasties. Well, let me tell you about something.